Welcome y'all to the Black Hoof Saloon, a Wild West Exodus podcast. Mosey on up to the bar and get yourself a bottle of fire water or a glass of sarsaparilla and listen to some good old yarns about adventures of law dogs, outlaws, and weird creatures. So set a spell, water your ride or your rider, and get ready to tune up your posses. This is the Black Hoof Saloon. <laughs> you like that face? Yeah, who's that? <laughs> we are live again, and I think I did our little intro right this time. Let me go ahead and make sure I got stuff set up. This is Eric with the Black Hoof Saloon. Welcome, guys. And uh, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and switch to the, my headphones now so I can make sure I can hear you guys. Before you break it? Before I break the internet. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. This is our next uh, little uh, live. Uh, we're kind of doing a series here. Um, and uh, with me, as always, I have my co hosts, Brian and Tom. Say hey. hi, guys. Hello, hello. I'm trying, I'm trying to man the chat if I can. Okay, yeah. So you guys that are tuning in, uh, we are doing a chat, uh, a live chat. So uh, if you guys want to chime in, uh, we'll be watching to answer questions and you can kind of participate in the, uh, the live stream. But tonight, what we're doing is this is part two of our Posse Build Challenge. I'm going to switch so I can see everybody, too. Uh, this is part two of our Posse Build Challenge, where uh, we're going to take from basically the start to the finish of uh, a, a Posse project. Um, we kind of, in our last live stream, we highlighted what the project was, and we each kind of went over what our ideas for uh, what we kind of wanted to build out. And then what we'll do is we'll... Uh, gonna do kind of like a series of just live project hobby type of hangouts where we're all working on those posses. But uh, tonight, Brian is up. Brian's gonna jump in and go first. And uh, Brian, you want to give him a little uh, 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 a recap of what your ideas were for, for your uh, posse bonanza, as Tom liked to call it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so <laughs> you came up with that title. I don't remember. <laughs> right. So the the goal is we each are going to go through and build a posse and discuss all the different things that come with the, the posses we've chosen to build. We're going to go through the factions, different options on what you can do for your specific, our specific builds. Um, and while we do that, we're also going to go through the steps that you, uh, the viewer, would go through as well. So it basically um, a walk through the journey of uh, buying models, um, building the models, uh, what to expect for the various uh, factions that we're going to be diving into. But then, uh, like for today, we're going to go over 
the death from above. Uh, that's the the posse uh, theme that I'm I'm going to start today. Um, so we're going to open the box. We're going to uh, we're going to start discussing it. And while we're discussing it, I'll be starting the process of building these models. Uh, uh, I also have a Fire Eagle and Thunderbird I bought for my build. Um, so it kind of sounds like you you kind of know what you want to put in that slot. Seriously, he's got some barbecue and thunder chicken. That's right. The, uh, we, we, you got I've got one now. I might end up trying to get another one. Um, that way I can go with one of each. Um, I know Mike is out there and he probably has three of both. And so because he started his uh, death from above uh, this week as well. So, uh, you know, that's the gist of today's video. Uh, and then the next two videos, we'll dive into Eric's uh, chosen posse and then Tom's chosen posse. Yep. yep. Uh, not necessarily in that order, uh, but. And I'm, uh, I'm still, uh, I, I've been kind of messing around with the posse builder online and man, I'm having a tough time, guys. I am going to need this little chat yep. to help me figure out what I'm going to do. <laughs> yep. Uh, right. So at the same point. Right. So the goal is that we, um, <clears throat> we start with a, the idea, like, like the basis of what our goal is. Right. So mine's the death from above. Well, at some point uh, to get to 1500, uh, this box alone just ain't, isn't going to be able to do that. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a finite number of things. And I think Eric is going to pull up the cards and, and we're, so we're going to discuss how many points this box is on its own. Um, the theme posse, even some of your options going into um, a faction posse, if that's the route you want to go. Mm -hmm. Or once you finish out all the points for this box, where are you going to go, right? I've already, I've got one of the options that I did purchase, uh, but then I also have other options that I've already owned. Um, you know, I do have other uh, Warrior Nation models that I've, uh, you know, collected over time. So some of them are painted, some of them aren't painted. So once those things, those options come up, um, well, you know, obviously I won't rebuild if I already got the model and it's already painted, but uh, those are the things that we'll discuss. And so uh, if we hit a point where we get to an option that I don't have, then obviously then I have a gut check and see if I can roll yeah. a crit on Instaperch. <laughs> yep. he's got the he's got that order button all set to go <laughs> right right so right now the uh the model on deck for uh the next purchase is uh cloud runner um the the bird rider that uh legendary uh boss so i guess first place to start diving into this brian is um uh, the the posse theme. Where what did you have an idea? What your main? Were you going to do a boss theme, or are you going to start with a, a generic warrior nation uh, posse theme? Um, the the first couple times I drafted it up uh, using the uh, posse builder uh, was the the goal that I was is I wanted to bring the four options that I mentioned. Right, that doesn't. Yep and doesn't hit to 1500 so there are other mm -hmm. things i have to do and mm -hmm. to actually bring them depending on whether i'm doing a theme posse or a faction posse i 
have to also bring other things that aren't included in this stuff. So, uh, you know, that's what the, the trick was, is finding out what are those other options that we, I wanted to explore. And that's what we're going to discuss. So okay. the, the downside is my notes are in my phone and this camera is my phone. So, so is, is it really I hard access to access it right now? <laughs> is, it, is it really hard to find other options? Aren't the other options always another thunder chicken? In, um, so if one of you brings up the theme, why don't y'all discuss, you know, go over the theme, um, that uh, Alcon has. Alcon. Uh, sure. Okay. I got it right here. I'm not guessing what the theme is. Sure. I got it right here. By slot. So if all six slots are filled with at least one unit in the posse, then when any unit from this posse is in reserve, you may add plus one to the reserve checks. Alcon, the Sky Spirit is the only unit with the boss trait permitted in this posse. So in the first slot, you have to take a Piazza Spirit Walker. In the second slot, you either have to take a Fire Eagle or a Piazza Spirit Walker. Okay. In the third slot, you need to take either a Thunder Chicken or a Piazza Spirit Walker. Uh, in slot four, you can take a Fire Eagle or a Piazza Spirit Walker. In the fifth slot, you can take a Thunder Chicken or a Piazza Spirit Walker. I already see the uh, theme here. <laughs> yep. And in the sixth slot, you could take a Thunder Chicken or a Fire Eagle or a Piazza Spirit Walker. So, Brian, how many of that big old bird do you got? <laughs> <laughs> just one? Uh-oh. Man. Uh, Sounds like somebody's going to be ordering some more. Uh, I think Mrs. Big Powell might be, might be getting mad at us. <laughs> just one. But I have two heads. <laughs> yeah, just just mount them both. It'll be fine. Right. <laughs> just put it on a big uh, uh, one of the. Just put it on the base. Yeah, well, two heads are always better than one. <laughs> That's what Confucius says, anyway. <laughs> or I can use a thunder chicken uh, head because it's a little weirder. So yeah, you. I, I think you got to go thunder chicken if you only have one. I mean, we did have that conversation about what is the single greatest piece in the game. Yeah, we, <laughs> we that did. one. Yeah, that one's pretty scary with its abilities. I, um, I I I like the looks of the fire eagle better, but man, that thunder chicken's nasty. Right. Okay. So uh, one of the things we'll discuss. I'll just break in. So I've opened one bag now. Obviously, I could. Um, eagerly rip all the bubble wrap off and put all the pieces in little uh, piles. But for because um, some of the things fell off the sprue, like a little head, uh, I'm going to actually just work one model at a time. Uh, one thing I do suggest if you're doing modeling um, with resin or the plastics is get an actual cutter. Uh, yep. It saves from uh, accidental stabbings with an exacto knife. Uh, and no, I won't admit how many years I was doing models, and I did not have one. Of these. Yep. Um, and and they're real nice if you get one that's got a nice flat side. You can get in real close in with where you got to cut. And uh, uh, this one, I spend a little extra, and it's it's actually a miniature hobby, you know, sprue yep. cutter. It, instead of like I know. When I was younger, building like 
tanks and stuff like that, cutters, it didn't matter what it was. (laughs) (laughs) The parts weren't small enough that you were going to run into a risk. Use the wire cutter on the inside of a plier. Right. (laughs) And it was what I just picked up. (laughs) Those are old wire cutters. So, I mean, you can get the ones similar to what Brian has. I think Army Painter has them for like eight bucks, something like that. So, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty inexpensive and they really, really are helpful to have. Oh, yeah. Mine have a yellow handle, but otherwise, basically, they're exactly what Brian's got. So, um, I do also save like the majority of my sprue. one because you never know if you're going to need it for whatever um, these long thin poles i've used for pinning like if my uh, the pieces um, needs to be pinned but my uh, drill bits and my razor um, or metal pins i don't have a metal pin that's big enough i'll i'll just whittle down a piece of resin and use that you know because I can just sand it down to the the, the, the needed thickness. Um, and You're ambitious. I, I just have different sizes of paper clips that I cut. I only have one size of paper clip, and I have the bit for that size. Uh, I do have smaller bits. I just don't have any metal pins for that size. So I just, okay. I'll just whittle down a piece of screw. All right, so first tool that you're going to want is that one. Next tool... Exacto knife for jabbing yourself in the thumb. Um, and then uh, the secondary use of it is to clean the flashing uh, off of a bottle. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think someone was posting a picture of them with a fresh cut somewhere in the uh, all the hobby groups I'm in. It was actually kind of funny. <laughs> and I think that's why they call, you know, Sid will call this Blood for the Blood God. Uh, I think the other nickname is... Blood uh, <laughs> Zid. Thumb juice. <laughs> so what other um, units are you looking to put into this this posse here, Brian? Um, okay, so I've uh, I've thought of put, bringing in other, a second boss uh, mm-hmm. uh, or some faces. So uh, Iron Tooth is one of the ones I've thought of. Uh, White Buffalo... Uh, as a face, um, you know, I even think maybe even bringing some some range uh, with maybe Apache Kid. Um, so there's there's different options, but um, you know, really, why don't we start with the four I know I'm bringing? Okay, and go over the cards. Okay, and then we can start saying, hey, these are these are skills and the abilities that we have. What other models are going to have some synergy? So. Um, you know, that, that, that might help. And since I won't have any of those cards up and I won't be able to dive into searching for that. If one of you has the, these cards and then maybe the other one looks for those other ones, or even Tom, I know you're watching uh, maybe any comments that are coming up. Uh, maybe someone else can pitch in and say, Hey, what about so-and-so because of this synergy? With, yeah. With, uh, yeah. If you guys are in the chat and uh, want to suggest something, uh, just put it up there and, uh, Hopefully we'll see it in a timely manner and, and then, you know, we can pick it out of the cards. Um, so Brian, what are we starting with Alcon and the girls? Yeah. All right. So Alcon's going to be your main boss. Eric, do you have it up or do you want me to start in on it? I do have it up if, 
if you want to go ahead and start, <clears throat> I want to try something here. Okay. So Alcon, the uh, Sky Spirit, he's got Boss, Warrior Nation, Beast, Male, Payasa, Spirit Walker, and Flight. Uh, on top of that, he's got two Fortune, uh, a quick six, um, movement of seven, uh, an aim of six, uh, grit of five, a fight of six, and a limit of three, and he costs 170 points. Okay, and then so let's go ahead and I'll run through his stats here real quick. Stats uh, or his weapons? I just went through his stats. You went through his stats. Okay, I was messing around with stuff, so hopefully everybody can see this. I pulled it up mm -hmm. on the uh, the the stream, uh, so everybody can see what we're looking at. Uh, so let's go over his his weapons then. So he's got razor claws that are lethal on a crit. Uh, they have a range of one inch, a piercing of minus two, and a rate of attack three. And then he has a secondary melee option that is his blade that he can parry with. Has a range of one inch, a piercing of minus one, and a rate of attack of one, because it's basically it's just one blade. You know, he's taking a swipe at somebody. And then he has a ranged weapon that is his, uh, how do you guys say this? Shaitan bow? That's his cheating bow. Cheating bow? That's for when he wants to cheat. <laughs> that is attuned. It's brutal and it's lethal on a crit with a range of 18 inches, a piercing of minus one. Of rate of attack is one. Uh, let's see. Let's go over his common rules. He is, since he's the boss, he is unique and only one can be included in the force. He has common rules such as metal, largesse, quick in the dead dead eye and moving target so if he as long as he moves he's going to be hard to hit yep and then let's jump into special rules he is he has long shot he ignores long range penalties for shoot actions my favorite treasure hunter you get to add an extra adventure card to your hand should he be be destroyed uh at the end of the resolution phase, this ability does not stack. So, like, if he gets killed, you lose that ability. And if you have another um, unit in your posse with Treasure Hunter, he does not stack. Um, but if he does die, that other Treasure Hunter's ability does trigger, yeah. and you get to add that. So it's, it, it's always pretty good to have two of them so you have a backup. All right, what else we got here, Tom? Uh, we've got team player. Uh, he can replace his boss trait for a face trait. Uh, if he does it, he loses the largesse rule and can no longer take its own posse, but can be included in other posses. I actually think that that's such a cool thing. Uh, pretty much every posse, most posses, I shouldn't say every posse, but most posses have a restriction of, you know, that's the only boss you can have. And this is a way to actually take a second boss uh, in the posse. So if you really like Alcon, uh, it's a pretty cool feature that you could take him in some other posse if you want to. Um, right. so that's one of the other build options that we have. I have is I can run um, Cloud Dancer's uh, posse, and then I can bring Alcon in as you know as a team player. Right, and that's that's maybe something to explore. 
So after that, we've got elusive, uh, backstab reactions, uh, suffer a minus four penalty. Uh, spirit aim, during shoot actions, this unit may choose to replace the value of their aim attribute with the value of their mind attribute and may re-roll failed shoot actions. Furthermore, successful shoot actions by this unit cannot be re-rolled. And then we got Child of the Great Spirit. This unit ignores the penalty for uneven ground and may re-roll yeller checks if subject to them. Uh, the unit may not be included in posses with tainted or automata units. So no robots, no creepy crawly guys. And then lastly, he's got fight or flight reaction that when he is nominated the target of a charge, he may spend a point of fortune, his big whopping two, to immediately be placed D5 inches from its current position. Um, the placement must be to a point that is directly away from the charging unit and it cannot be uh, placed in impassable terrain or something that would cause the unit to be engaged. So he's kind of got a, hopefully the board's not like loaded up on scatter terrain and a lot of units around him that he can do this. Um, but it's one of those newer ones we've talked about before that it's, it's very cool thematically you know he's a he's a bird man something spooks a bird what's it gonna do it's gonna fly away <laughs> yep and i think we're gonna be seeing this one a lot tonight yep yep <laughs> right so child of the great spirit and flight or uh fight will be on i think all four of um all three of the uh, daughters as well yeah. so uh what do you guys think about alcon um overall um, I don't find him overwhelming. No, I've, I've used him briefly, uh, always in, um, I've, I've built a, a posse with, um, oh, great wolf, uh, in his human form. And I've split the posse with Elcon in there. Now, I don't think I filled out his posse all that much. And actually thinking about it, I think it was before he was, technically a boss so he was still considered a face at that time that i was using him uh so i take that back i did not split it <laughs> with him um but yeah he like you said time he isn't like super overwhelming uh he has a lot of support type abilities mm -hmm. um based on what else you put in the posse list yep so, I mean, his bow is nice. 18 inches is long. One of the longer ranged, ranged weapons in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, that Pierce minus one is not much. Rate of attack of one is not much. Um, you know, uh, attuned to brutal is not one? What was that, Brad? The bow? Yep. Was attuned? Yep. Oh, that's true. What's that do? Yep. So it takes half the value of mind, right? Right. So if if you, right. if you focus the shot, his his mind half would be the new pierce for that shot. Those so shots. Minus four. So he can get it to pierce four, uh, minus four. Uh, all he's got to do is focus. Um, with two fortune, you know, there's some limitations <clears throat> going on there. Yeah. Uh, which is also why bringing in a second boss uh, or bringing him as team player, bring in another boss 
he would have more access to be a better sniper because he'll have extra fortune around to, you know, make sure he can attune, uh, attune every shot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause realistically that's what I see him as, as a sniper, you, you park him on top of a building and, you know, you want him to take, you know, these, these bow shots, uh, if he can attune them, that's that minus four with that range is pretty deadly. Yep. So, I mean, he does have some, some nice things going for him there. So you've got the minus four while it's only rate of attack one, you're doing it with a seven because you're going to use spirit aim to use his mind instead of his aim attribute. So you're going with a seven, you automatically reroll failed shoot actions and you can't be made to reroll something that hits. Right. So, and yeah. if you focus to get attuned, it's now a nine. Yep. So, <laughs> and it's brutal. So you're going to get two hits on there. Right. And so that's why, you know, he's still really good without like a higher rate of attack is because, yep. you know, the arguments are it's if he hits, it's two and he's not going to miss very often. Yep. Uh, you know, so now, you know, 18 inches, you're reaching out. But then when you take into account his flight, he can yep. move and shoot and he's going to be, you know. You're pretty much going to tag somebody. You're going to tag him for two hits and you're, those two hits are going to be at minus four. Right. So it's, 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 a, it's, it's, a, it's a big wallop you're taking, but you're not taking it over and over again. Right. He's not going to take out a, a, a big group of hands. He, he's going to be focusing on you'll use him to focus on like a boss or a face, an annoying face, uh, you know, maybe a creation. Uh, that way you have a chance of getting, uh, taking something off the board. Yep. He seems to me like somebody you want to use as a follow-up though, to somebody that either has a status on them or has already used their quick in the dead. He seems like a finisher. Right. All right. Brian, who are you thinking about taking in slot number one there? Um, I mean, you have to dive into the sisters. I really don't think it really matters since I'm bringing them all. Okay. Um, there is no. Um, Let me find them. Bonus for bringing them quicker. You know, it's not like it's like oh, you got to bring, uh, you know, the vengeful before you bring the oracle. You know, they don't. Yeah. So those. Know. Those those three gals will be your basically your slot one two and three is what you're saying, right? Okay. You know, you, you just the goal is to bring what you got, and um, so there. You I'll, know, we can do, it doesn't matter what order you want to discuss them. I will, but pull it is the first one. Something yeah. to consider as you bring in the models you know you're bringing. Yeah. To look at their special abilities to know see if there's anything out there that it'll help right so we already know with um alcon he's a really good finisher right so mm -hmm. now we're looking at these these other models as how do we support alcon finishing troublesome models right okay so we have the first and these are his daughters right right okay so here's the first one bloop that we have Atoa. Is that how you say her name? The tireless. I don't know. Ahota. Ahota. A H O T A. 
Ahuta, maybe. Yeah, yours sounds closer than mine, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I so like she, to read. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So she's a face warrior nation beast. So she's considered a beast. Well, maybe she fights like one. Uh, she's female. Uh, and how do you say that again, Tom? Payasa? Payasa. Payasa. I don't know. That's that's going to be a struggle every time I have to say it. That, that'll be our, our official pronunciation uh, for the, for this show. That we'll we'll say it's Payasa. Payasa, um, and then she's a spirit walker and has flight. So she has one fortune of her own, a hundred and ten points per model, but she's unique. So you're only going to have one of her. Uh, she has a quickness of five, a mind of four, aim of five. Her grid is five, fight is six, and a limit of three. And then let's take a look at what she got to fight with. She has both melee. So she has sharp talon that's lethal on a crit. Range is right up on somebody, so base to base. Piercing is a minus one with a rate of attack <clears throat> two. And then she has her cheating spear. Yeah, which is refined. Uh, it is a throne, so she can throw it, and it's lethal on a crit with a range of two inches, piercing a minus two, and a rate of attack one. Now, remind us what does refined and throne do? So I need to look at my stats. <laughs> so oh, refined is no. a crit is on a nine and ten, if I remember yep, yep. right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's right. And thrown, thrown at six inches, is it? I do not have my... Yep. Okay. I do not have my weapon uh, uh, cards here. So I can't, I can't quickly so, cheat. So she does have a little bit of range there. She doesn't have to go melee. Yeah. With, uh, you know, she can go six inches with that. Um, crits on a lethal. That's a nice little bonus there. Yeah, and I mean, being the refined, well, you have a little bit better chance of getting that uh, that crit. So, yep. all, right, all right. So, her common rules there. Uh, common rules: uh, the model is unique; you can only bring one. Uh, then it's got metal, the quick and the dead, and moving target. Okay, and her special rules: she's indomitable. Once per turn, when the unit is declared as the initial target of an attack, she can take a mind check, and if passed, can remove all negative conditions that are applied to it at that time. Uh, if failed, the conditions apply as normal. So she has a way of, you know, just kind of shrugging off, disordered and stunned and all those nasty ones that uh, Brian, usually if he was on the other side, likes to put on people. <laughs> the ones that leave you vulnerable to being killed on the next shot. Yep, yep. Right. Uh, see, she is also elusive, so backstab reactions against this unit suffer minus four penalty. Uh, she has death from above. She may end a flight action engaged in combat, which is pretty cool that she can fly right down on somebody and just start tearing into them. Yep. Uh, if it does so, it may immediately uh, take a fight action for one action point, regardless of the number of combat actions this unit has already taken. That is huge. Yep. Uh, 
to be able to do that. And yeah, like I said, tear into her, or like we just kind of touched into her spear. Holy cow. She can mess somebody up. Yep. All right, Tom, you take the last two. Well, child of the great spirit and uh, fight or fight. Uh, we already went over those in Alicon. So uh, we'll call them out that they're here, but we're going to see this over and over throughout uh, all of these. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Um, she's a face, <laughs> you know, um, she's not super, super great. Uh, she's better than a hand. You know, she's kind of what a face should be. Well, I mean, she's, she's got metal. She got quick in the dead. She's got moving target. She's uh, the indomitable is by far her niche. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she has a little more defensive ability to benefit from her jumping into melee fights with mm-hmm. the death from above, um, you know, and then, you know, obviously she can fly away if she has to, if she's already in, in melee and wants to get out because <laughs> yep. she needs to, um, or she can wait and use fire flight and just, get some distance uh yep. so she she's got definite uh usability um so we got a little bit of uh uh help from the chat there andrew said that the uh the throne is eight inches eight inches well oh, okay. he's got a he's got a question there so it's six even or eight better. inches yeah if it's eight inches that's even better um we will have to double check that when we can i could check that well looking so is there any one feature that uh, kind of jumps out for her that is a reason why why you want to make sure you take her, Brian? Well, again, with the Indomitable, yeah, it gives her the ability to shrug off conditions. And so obviously if you're going to be risking her in combat, that, yeah. you know, that makes her pretty, pretty elite. Uh, with all your other options, right? So, yeah, you know, the Warrior Nation's got a lot of melee guys, right? So her her one up from them is one she's a flyer, so she can get in and out of com- she can get into combat so much better than the running typical melee people, right? But then she also has the ability to stick around a little because she can use Embalmable to get rid of anything that she picks up that may trigger later, right? So if yeah, she has hazard yeah. on, she doesn't want to mess with the hazard, she can take a mind and try to get rid of it. Now, she has a mind of four, so not the easiest of uh, checks to make, but she carries her own fortune, so mm-hmm. she can always bump uh, it up, hedge that bet, and you know, now it's not six, so that's yeah. a much easier. Right, so, so she's a tank, she's a little tanky, uh, and to answer the question in the chat, throne is eight inches. Yeah, it is eight. Okay. All right. So then next, the next sister is going to be. Uh, I like the color scheme they have on all these. One was aquamarine. We got blue coming up, and we have a purple. So here we have. Let me go ahead and share her. Nope. Aquamarine, Blue. very specific color choices there. Blue. I, I would have said green. Art, art, art. 
degree right there just coming out, I guess. <laughs> They're in, in, you know, beaten into my brain. So, all right. Mana, is there Manaba. Manaba. Manaba the Oath Keeper. My mouth just does not want to do that. Warrior Nation names. <laughs> yeah, just that. It's just the war. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Hey, I can say put did you did it did it now? Let's see. So she's also a face warrior nation beast, female. Piazza. See, I already screwed it up. I forgot. Piazza. Piazza. I I need to phonetically write it down here in front of me. Spirit Walker and Flight. She's got a one fortune also, and she costs the same one ten. She's unique. She has a quickness of five, mind of four, aim of five, grid of five, fight of six, and a limit of three. Boy, it's like deja vu here a little bit. Yeah. Uh, let's see her weapons. So she's got three different melee weapons. She has blades with parry, uh, range of one inch with a piercing on minus one, rate of attack two, sharp talons that are lethal on a crit, range is base to base piercing a minus one a rate of attack is two and then she has also has a cheating spear that's refined thrown and lethal on the crits also range is two inches piercings minus two rate of attack is one and then we have the common rules which you know are no surprise pretty much the same uh, she has except for she has what? What does she have? My favorite one, yeah. She's got metal, quick in the dead, moving target, and prodigious. I did it. <laughs> did it. Uh, special rules. She is elusive, like everybody else. She has death from above, uh, which we just covered. Uh, she has child of the great spirit, which they all have, and fight or fight reaction, which so far they all have. Uh, so we won't rehash those. Yeah, it's um, going to be like you said, a reoccurring theme with all these. Yeah, bird so what people. Her, separates her from her sister that we've already covered is she has prodigious, which mm-hmm. gives you plus three when you're using your fortune to focus. So yep. that's what sets her apart, right? So mm-hmm. um, she also has a, a higher aim. Uh, but again, she, you know, she's throwing her her spear. She, she's a little better at it than her sister, yeah. uh, because she's prodigious, right? So um, she's a little more balanced all around her. Uh, where the first one was a tank, uh, because you can focus and get that plus three instead of that plus two. Uh, it seems like Manaba has a few different options she can do to use that, whether it's in moving, whether it's in, um, you know, make focusing an attack, um, you know, she probably can, can be a little more offensive. Right. Uh, depending yeah. on how you want to use that fortune, she, she's going to be using the fortune a little better than her sister does. Yep. And has more options, I think, and what to do with it. What do you mean? She's got, with that plus three, she's got a little more. She's got a little bit more options as far as she can get the extra movement out of it. She can get uh, a little bit extra 
um, you know, either fight or aim out of it. Uh, her, right. her attacks can be a little more effective. <laughs> Just seems to make her a little more flexible. Right. Okay, let's see. So we have one more sister. Uh, let me find her card. So this is the one that I like the look of her. <clears throat> and what color is she? She is well. If you want to be technical, <laughs> she's. And why she, wouldn't be mauve? <laughs> mauve. I always wondered what color mauve was. Uh, I don't know. That seems kind of like a lilac to me. Yeah, I could go lilac with that. Oh boy. No, that looks more like periwinkle blue. <laughs> Where's my color chart? <laughs> All right. To pony? Sure, why not? The vengeful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so all her keywords are the same. Face, warrior, nation, beast, female, Piesa, spirit walker, flight. I thought uh, we agreed that on this show it will be Piazza. Piazza. <laughs> I forgot the A. <laughs> she has a fortune of one also. She cost 110. She's unique. Uh, it's very deja vu here. Quickness All of over again. five, mine four, aim five, grit five, fight six. Her limit is three. Uh, let's see, the weapons. So she's only got two melee weapons. She's got the sharp talent. That's crit lethal. Uh, the range is uh, base to base with piercing a minus one. Rate of attack is two. She has a, a cheat and spare spear. It's refined, thrown, and lethal on a crit with a range of two inches, piercing a minus two and a rate of attack one. So let's see, common rules. She is, let's see, she has metal, quick in the dead, moving target. So that's a little bit different than the last sister. And then special rules, Tom. So we've got Death Dealer. While this unit is engaged, each successful hit caused by this unit on an enemy unit they are engaged with causes a further automatic hit on that unit. Uh, automatic hits from these and qualities like Brutal cannot generate further hits from the Death Dealer rule. Now, I have a question, and maybe I've asked this before. If you use Death Dealer to get that extra hit, does that not stack with Brutal? Not that she has it. I'm just, you know, one of those rules questions. Uh, it says automatic hits for like from these and from qualities like brutal cannot generate further hits. But if you have brutal and you have death dealer, do you get three hits on a hit or do you still only get two? Um, you get the one from brutal and you get one from death dealer, <laughs> right. but so the one three. from death dealer does not cause further brutals and the brutal does gotcha. not cause another death dealer. Gotcha. You but, you, but you get a three for one on a hit though. Yes. Gotcha. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Good good to stick that in your back pocket in case it comes up later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, elusive. We've seen that. Backstab reaction to suffer minus four. Death from above. Child of the Great Spirit Flight or Flight Reaction. Right. Um, so I think that she's, you know, as, as the all three of these girls are kind of basically melee characters. Yeah, they yeah, have a little bit of range. Combat. 
but yeah, they're close combat characters. Uh, she seems like she's built for as the most offensive of them. So it looks like we have, you know, a defensive character, a balanced character, and an offensive character uh, when you put these three girls together. Right. So you have one who can hedge her bets, and if she hits, she can capitalize on it, like yeah. Tapony. Um, and then you have one who gets in combat and can survive maybe sticking around. And then you have the one that you're calling like the middle one. Um, she actually is the one that is most likely to hit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Her, her fight is always going to add three to it. If, if you're, you know, if you're jumping into combat and you're facing something you really want to hit, you're mm-hmm. going to, you're going to focus. I mean, that's her, that's her ability. Really. That's her special ability compared to her sisters is her ability to focus. So you're going to focus, try to hit. And when you do, you're going to hit. <laughs> yep. Oh, by the way, we were told lilac. lilac. I guess that's, that's the going color in the chat. So, well, <laughs> thank I you, Andrew. <laughs> I, I'd like to say I win. Uh, you know, the one that has no art, Training or you know ability or I'm gonna hey, go wait to a the... minute, wait a minute. <laughs> I was not using art skills to when I guessed Periwinkle Blue. That was strictly a snatch reference. Um, you know, so that had nothing to do with art. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go get you a bottle of lilac and I'm gonna send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> that way you can use it on all your everything's getting painted that yeah, color now. you gotta have that color in somewhere whether okay, it's well, i will say i will go back to the model right um one of the things to be careful for is um there's some little bitty parts on that sprue yeah how bitty like I have, and it's so small, it doesn't want to focus on it. Right. So there's a shoulder pad and then the arm, and they're both very tiny. Is is this a tweezer putter together one? Um, I don't normally need to use tweezers, but there are people out there that complained about all the little tiny enlightened pieces. Don't get me started. (laughs) Would probably invoke those same people, like, you know. Like, oh. See, you need to get the jeweler glasses for those. But I can see some people. You may want the, the heads up. You know the the little girl arms and look at that nice cleaning job you're doing on there. Oh, he was waving that knife around for a while. I was getting nervous <laughs> when I blew it up. <laughs> I'm kind. I'm kind of jealous. I just sort of go. Eh, it's mostly off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see. What would be next then in this list for you, Brian? I already forgot what the theme is. I got to go look. So that was one, two, three. So slot four is Fire Eagle or another uh, one of like the girls uh, with the keyword. Now, what's interesting is you can juggle your slots here. If you just want the Thunder Chicken instead of the Fire Eagle, you could juggle your slots and take the Eagle at three and push... Uh, one of the Hayasa spirit walkers to four uh, right. because the, the, the fire and the thunder alternate slots. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you do have a little bit of flexibility there, which is kind of nice. Um, a lot of times in these, these theme posses, you have to go all the way deep into like slot six to get that big, bad 
beast or, you know, if it's one of the, uh, the vehicles, you know, the big vehicles, you have to usually go pretty deep in here and, and this, yeah. Slot three, if you want a Thunderbird, take it, you know? Well, it's a little scary that this posse could just take five birds. Yeah. Right. It's similar to, you know, the Wendigo, uh, hex, you know, heavy Carcosa. If you're going to play Carcosa, it's literally the only option you have right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, I'm going to bring. But I, I don't know the idea. The idea of facing three thunderbirds, backed up by two fire eagles, yeah, is a little scary. So is that what you're thinking you're going to put in there, Brian? And that slide is. Um, the... Why don't we go over both the fire one and the thunder? Okay. I know we talked about them when we did our. Um... Well, we'll go over them real quick and just kind of name what stands out for you. I guess that. Well, I'm I'm trying to remember when we went over them when we were doing the favorites episode. Yeah. They were like yep. in uh, somebody's one top stood out to me as being like, Hey, this is really going to be the better option of the two. Okay. So if I'm only going with one, obviously I'll go with the one that's going to have the bigger impact on it. Yeah. On the, on the we'll start with, I think that's going to be thunder chicken, but it is. we'll start with the one that l- looks, I don't know. I think it looks cooler when you consider a painted model. But the thunder chicken does grow on you. <laughs> I I think the eagle is just prettier. It, it, yeah. it well, it's true. It's a traditional look yep. looking model, you know. Uh, and you know, I think some of it is, you know, all of us were in first edition where this is all we had, you know, was the fire eagle. Well, and let's face it, all three of us, Merca. So I mean, <laughs> I mean, just like it. Ed. Oh my god! Screams America. Okay, if I ever <laughs> buy you a fire eagle, I want to see you paint it in those colors, America. <laughs> no man, what do you, what color scheme do you think I'm going to do the Thunderbird in? Red, white, and blue. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Fantastic. Oh, here's the fire eagle. Everybody can see it on stream. Uh, let's see. It's, it's a pricey one. It's 140, but let's see. It's highest stat. I mean, it's average stat wise. It's you know, grid is six. The fight and aim or you know, five and six. Uh, limit of two. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the razor claws with their rate of attack of four dice. That's what stands out to me. Man. Is that rate of attack four. Yeah. I mean, that's, I know a lot of people would be like, oh, but it, it shoots fire and it's torrent. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. You know, it's rate of attack of one. I mean, yeah, it's a torrent. So you can engulf and all that stuff, which is always nice to have for board control. Like you got a bunch of guys that are dug into a building, you know, mm-hmm. having that engulf is nice. Um, but I mean, the common rules, metal, Agile moving target, you know, we've seen that with what we've looked at already. Uh, Death and above, we've seen that. Elusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hardy's nice for re-roll, you know, the failed grit checks. Um, it's got the fight or flight reaction and then forceful strike, which is also nice. Um, so that, that forceful strike is what to me makes the razor claws. Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, I look uh, at it and I see that is that's the one thing you would do with this is the, the yep. you know, you combine that special rule with the razor claws and uh, a rate of attack for, you know, for piercing attack. That's nasty. That's really nasty. Um, you know, the, the fire torn is nice. It, it's, it's utility thing. You could, you know, it gives you a little bit more you can do, but mm-hmm. you know, with the flight and those razor claws, I mean, you can get in there, uh, you know, in death from above, uh, it, it's just, you could just drop it in there and you have a pretty good shot of annihilate of just annihilating something. So here's a, a good point that came up in the chat and I kind of glossed over the common rules pretty quick, but the fire Eagle doesn't have quick in the dead. Yeah. Yep. Benji brought that up in the chat and I was like, Oh yeah. It's, it's a, you're throwing it in there and expecting it to die in, in retaliation. Yeah. It, yeah. it, you know, you're going to do, you're going to do damage. And the thing you have to be careful of is, is the thing you're attacking. Does that have quick in the dead? So again, you, you kind of want to f- use, I think, the Fire Eagle as a follow-up to somebody else who's already either used up the Quick of the Dead or well, okay. put, put some sort of condition on or, or something like that. So I see Fire Eagle as an anti-hands unit. And she shines versus a ranged hands unit, right? You fly her down, death from above, into a pack of hands with rifles, and a, probably their sidearm or their melee weapon is something not to worry about. Right. And then she proceeds to just razor claw them all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, you know, cause she's yeah. dropping four. She, she has the potential of dropping four, four hands yeah. in that one attack. And I mean, if, if all else fails too, like uh, having that template weapon, could come in handy too. I mean, that could be the follow up if the um, yep. the you know the outcome of death from above isn't to your liking, then she can then you know for only one one more point mm-hmm. blast, blast away, level. and you may. Uh, now the downside is what's nice is she can combine the death from above with flight, yep, and forceful strike. So that first action or as far as her limit of two is flight, death from above, forceful strike, slaughter. Mm -hmm. And now she can torrent the remaining Mm -hmm. hands unit, right? And who knows, you may catch a face in that that torrent. Torrent. Um, You could also follow that up with another razor claw attack. Well, no, the limit of two kind of, you could, but it's going to cost you more, right? You're going to, it's going to cost two points. Uh, Another good point brought well, up. Yeah, but does it though? Because if you're doing the death from above, it's the, it's the flight action is adding an engaging combat with an immediate fight action. Does that use up? I guess that uses up your fight action then, huh? It's not that fight action is not a free. Yeah, I guess it's, it's not free. So here's right. another another. Well, uh, it says regardless of the number of combat actions, this unit has already taken this activation. So I guess that's something to, to war host uh, just to see what, what, whether it works both directions or just 
in the favor of One Direction, yeah. Right, because it almost seems like uh, you're, it's almost worth, um, <laughs> if you're already engaged, make an attack and then make your move and flight and drop into a second unit. Right. Yeah, I, a good point with the template uh, is that the whoever she's attacking can't use Quick and the Dead against a template weapon. Right. So if like yeah, you if you drop into a hand unit and then there happens to be a face nearby. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's take a look at uh, her buzzard brother. Let's see. I got to go back. Whose art looks fantastic, um, you know, and some of the paint jobs I've seen uh, on the Dark Council of this guy, whew, it grows on you. Okay, so let's share him. The Great Thunderbird. So he's a support warrior, nation beast, spirit animal, flight. He's a, a one thirty-five. Um. He's got a quick of four, mind of four, aim of six, grid is six, fight is five, limit is two. He has a melee and ranged weapon. His melee is a razor claws that are lethal on a crit with a one inch range, minus two pierce, rate of attack three. And his big one is the lightning bolts, hazardous, stun, brutal, special. Fatal on a crit with a 10-inch range, a piercing of minus two, big old whopping rate of attack of four. I like that right there. Yep. Right. Uh, let's see. His common rules. So he has just metal, agile, and shrouded. So no quick in the dead again, but shrouded will help the survivability. Um, <clears throat> yep. Yep. And his special rules. Oh, this is the big one. Stormbringer. Yes. This once is the one that you kind of, <laughs> you went nuts for this one, Tom. Once for activate. Well, you know what? I don't think I got it when we first, I think Brian had to like school me on this one. Mm. But once for activation, this unit may spend an action point and immediately place a hazard and disorder condition on a unit within eight inches. Um, this is you start out your activation and if the unit's within eight inches you automatically place a hazard and disorder so when you come in and you make your hit it's kill it kills them <laughs> it, right. you know it, it's really this is the boss killer mm -hmm. you know and and if it, it may die in the return fire it doesn't have a lot of defensive um Ability. It has hardy he does have hardy to re-roll grit checks uh, he does have hardy he has metal uh, and, shrouded. and shrouded so i mean he's not defenseless and then uh, the fact that he has galvanic where the stun and disorders <laughs> do not cause any attribute penalties yep he he don't uh, he don't care <laughs> and with the elusive and the fight or flight he can back out of combat uh in some situations so i mean there, there's a little bit of survivability there but I mean, if you send him in just to blow a guy's boss off the board in the first turn, if he dies, so what? You know, it's nice if he doesn't, but he kind of did his job at that right. point. And, and he just really is built to do exactly that. So does that pretty much sum up why you want to take him, Brian? <laughs> right. Like I said, I re I, as I recalled, he was the 
the ranged support that mm-hmm. this posse gets that 10 inches of hazardous stun brutal death I, I mean it's really a good at a rate of attack four yeah. uh, you know between him and then Alcon it it's a toss-up of which one's going to be finishing our being the finisher offer uh-huh. but with Stormbringer you bring the thunder first and then you know Alcon could be the lightning to finish off somebody if the Thunderbird didn't take them out on their own. <laughs> yep. Now, with the hazard and disorder, though, they still get to roll quick in the dead, right? I don't see yeah. anything in the quick in the dead that says they don't. So that's yeah, all. No, that's, that's still viable. Yeah, quick in the dead is the one that always screws me up. I hate that rule. <laughs> I think we've covered before that I hate that rule a lot. <laughs> Okay, so let's see what would the next. People don't want to see me scrolling, so I'll go ahead and get rid of that. So, what would be the next uh, unit for you, Brian? Uh, I have to scroll back up. We're at we're at either Thunderbird or Spirit Walker. Yep. So that so uh, four could be fire eagle or spirit walker five is great thunderbird or a spirit walker um and then six is thunderbird or or a fire eagle or a spirit walker so what are you thinking for the next slot then um well like i said iron iron tooth so let's bring him up iron uh, tooth okay and it, now we're talking point so if we want to start looking at what the cost is of what we're at right now. Uh, Cause that's, that's going to affect the, now, where we go. Iron tooth is okay. So he's a legendary face, um, but he's not a Teyasa spirit walker. He's just a spirit. Oh, well you said spirit walker. You didn't say. Ah, uh, yeah. Piazza. They all say Pia. Pia. Oh yeah. Then it, he, he won't count. So, so he won't point, work. <laughs> At this point, if I don't have any more thunder chickens, I mean we're we're already finished. might have run out of points. It's that posse, right? Um, we we we've, we've filled what we can fill with what you have for this posse, right? Now you did mention the cloud runner, uh, so but she's going to be a boss, so she wouldn't be able to go into that posse. Yeah, which then flips it, so we could build off of her theme. And have Alcon join her mm-hmm. or just run them as two different posses. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see a theme posse card for her. Uh, um, I've seen it. It's a little, very close to Alcon's. It just has a different bonus, bonus for filling it out. Okay. Okay. Uh, which we already know we're not going to fill it out for either one. So, yeah, I mean, it doesn't matter. Looking at her here, I'll share her real quick so people can see her. Uh, she's pretty pricey being a legendary model. Uh, she's one ninety five, uh, but she's got four fortune. That's quite a bit. Um, I would almost, I would almost like to see uh, her as your main boss, and then take Alcon as you know. The backup. Um, so, are we talking at this point 
go talking about a uh, warrior nation faction posse because her posse is not listed on the website or in the posse builder. <laughs> so, right. so the, the, what the builds I was doing was her as a, uh, a faction posse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Which then would give you, Oh, I got, I got the card here somewhere that I can just read it. Let's see. So, She's got for slot one up to two Warrior Nation hand units. Slot two is Warrior Nation face unit and or a Warrior Nation hands unit. Three is Warrior Nation face unit and or support unit. Four is a hands unit and or another support unit. Five is Warrior Nation face and or Warrior Nation hands. And six is Warrior Nation hands and or a support. So it's really not a whole lot different. It's just not like it doesn't use that keyword as a specific. Um, it's using the face keyword. So it actually gives you a little more flexibility taking the, the faction posse. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, now are, are we talking about having that in addition to Death from Above or instead of Death from Above? Her faction, uh, she would be bringing a second back, uh, sex, second posse. Okay. So, we, all right. So, as we're built right now, we're at 830 points. Okay. So, that, so that's all the things that we covered in, de- in Death from Above plus Cloud Runner is 830 points, which that's still a lot of points left. Right. So what direction are you thinking of going in, Brian? I mean, you have a ton of options. Right. So um, <laughs> with that first first slot, so what's a first slot in the faction? Uh, it's a warrior, up to two Warrior Nation hand units. Right. So th- this, this is where the balancing act becomes important, right? So you're going to have to bring at least – the minimum required um, hands in mm-hmm. one unit, which I think is, I think three. So I have you have mm-hmm. to be at least three in one of the various hands units that the Warrior Nation has. So, so I, th- I think the cheapest you could do is forty-five points for three young bloods. Right. So as a placeholder, while we do this build, that's yeah. what you do, right? Three at fifteen points. You can have so. at least bring three, right? Um, yeah. So, and then of course, now we know how much more points we have, then we can explore, okay, how do we min-max or capitalize on the remaining points to the remaining units that you can bring. So slot two is... A warrior nation face face. unit and or a hands unit. Right. So one of the options is I do just want to go hands heavy, right? So uh, I traditionally am not a hands heavy player i just i prefer all these named superior superheroes from the eras so my first instinct is no let's go big um i got a big i got a big cat dude so mm. what's it look like bringing iron Tooth, right let's see he's at 170 and yeah he would here i'll no. go ahead and share him Yep. Then you see what uh, Benji had mentioned too. Yeah, I did. That's what I was giggling about. 
<laughs> yeah, you got to share. What do you say? So uh, you can use a death from above and a bird to fill out the Raven Spirit theme, which fixes the fortune starving. And then you have Raven Spirit uh, has Stormbringer as well. So you can basically <laughs> bring the death from above posse in a Raven Spirit. Oh, my uh, God. To- Two Stormbringers? That- <laughs> like, jump to my jump to my camera okay, that's interesting on. let me turn off iron tooth and then right there spotlight there we go yeah Brian, you, you want me to toss that one into the posse builder real quick see what it looks like <laughs> sure i think we now we've talked about him and the smoke uh-huh. dragon, and <laughs> yeah he's He's scary. I hadn't considered him, uh, Benji. Uh, so thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he goes in the list, Benji is going to be the first person to play that list. <laughs> nice. <Right? laughs> so yeah, Actually, I started painting him. He's not done, uh, but no, it looks good though. It looks good. So yeah, that's that's actually a really good option. Um, right. Uh, one of the, the shortcomings of an Alcon uh, posse is the very fortune star. And then you can get a lot of the, the spirit support for, for him. Okay. Um, he's actually still got a lot of flex. He's got a lot of flexibility in his posse. Put together with Raven Spirit right now. So it's Raven Spirit, Alcon, Ahoda, Manaba, Taponi, and a Thunderbird. And in that Thunderbird slot, you can actually take some hand, another, you can either take, uh, basically taking the Thunderbird, you can take a second support unit there as well. Um, and that's at 835. So still a lot of space left. You still got a lot of points. Yeah. So what? You're at 835, basically having, um, all of death from above plus legendary Raven spirit. And I did not include this, the uh, spirit apparition in there. I can actually add that in as well. If you want it for 45 points. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. <laughs> so that's at 880 right now. So it's death from above legendary Raven spirit plus a spirit apparition. You're at 880. Now, if I add that second posse and put in, where is she? Cloud, Cloud Runner, then you are at a thousand seventy-five, and that's with Death from Above Posse, mm-hmm. um, Raven Spirit Solo, Raven Spirit plus a Spirit a- a- Apparition. Right, but that's part of him bringing one. That's not a slot in his posse. Right, right. It's part, but you still have to pay the the cost for right, it. Right, right. So. And then. Uh, a, a third boss. No. So that, so this is doing Raven spirits posse, but then, oh, okay. fill, but then filling it out with the death from above posse with Alcon as a face. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> so Alcon and the sisters all get to benefit from the boost of Raven spirits. Uh, fortune. Yeah. Yes. Right. Okay. So that it's not a death from above posse at that point. It's it's joining Raven Spirit. Yep. The Greek yep. 
great spirit. Of the great spirit. The children of the great spirit. Okay. So, so, so that's in his theme posse, uh, Raven yeah. Spirit's theme posse. Yep. And what is the bonus for that posse? Uh, plus one to their reserve checks. A single maximum size plans where a unit gains the totemic rule. What's that? Uh, it also says a single maximum size planes warrior unit gets the totemic rule. Okay. So that's so, something to consider. Yeah. Yep. Because then you can bring in more totems. Yeah. Because there's a slot left where you could take up to two warrior nation face units. <laughs> Benji says take the great elk. <laughs> 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 he says take all the beast <laughs> one of each <laughs> do it uh, well I do have energy I, ha- I do have uh, some, some power, stallions. you got some pony power uh, power ponies I have sky stallions, stallions. <laughs> uh, I've got three of them <laughs> what are those at 90 a piece. So that is another option that I can bring. I think the one I did you need two. I wasn't able to bring all of them. Uh, so where they are right now. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, he's like, Oh my God, all the options. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, it, it, do you want to keep it? You got to make that decision. Do you want to, you want to have a little bit of something to cover all your bases? Do you want to just go in heavy and hard and take the beast? Yeah, if you do a unit of them, it's uh, minimum is two, and they're 90 points each. Uh, you got that on the wrong base, sir. I'm going to highlight that. That's, I mean, man, look at that. I, I see dust on it. <laughs> yeah, it's just been sitting in the cabinet for like, now, taking Three them, four years. <laughs> if, if you're going to take them and you're going to keep Cloud Runner, you are overcosted by 55 points. Mm. If you bring a two, two stallions, yeah, if you take two sky stallions, they're too expensive. I would say, I'm maybe tempted, I'm tempted to say, go buy another Fire Eagle, take a Thunderbird and a Fire Eagle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. No, that's still 15 points over. Oh, <laughs> man. Get rid of those spirit apparitions then. Yeah, that would do it. Well, it was only one, right? It was only yep. one. I mean, yep, they're 45 a model. There's only one. If you dump that, you're at 1170, and you could take – well, you don't have any hands in this unit either. So, I don't. you know, you've got 30 points left to do something with. Take a strategic, you know, bomb or something, booby trap. <laughs> oh, oh, what is? Uh, nope, too expensive. Yeah, you're at that point where you're like pushing stuff around. Um, yep. Anything major would be too expensive for you. Um, I mean, you could take a second grade Thunderbird. Um, oh, that's right. They are strategic now. The hunting wolves. Andrew's like civilians. Forty-five. Uh, angry mob. 
Yeah, I mean, civilians is always an option too because you, you know, you get points if they survive. Yep. All they have to do is just hang out and be cheerleaders. And being as everyone else is flying, they just hide in the back and everything else is flying up the board. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. How much are civilians? I'm curious. Wow, this is tough. They're 10 points a piece, minimum of three up to six. You could take a three-point civilian group if you took a if you took a fire eagle, then you'd have three points left for a small civilians unit. Or you drop a fire eagle out since he doesn't have that extra one yet. Do you know, Brian? Uh, question in the chat: Can models with the keyword <laughs> "beast" use the portals or the totems? I should say. I don't recall ever hearing. They were restricted. Uh, I do think they made like a change. Of, uh, like originally, only medium and small bases could go through. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. that Non-vehicle uh, uh, medium ovals could. I don't know if they, I don't remember them adding the keyword beast either. So um, <laughs> granted, I don't think you would need to with the with them flying and stuff yep but you never know yeah wow well there's 170 points sitting here that need to get used up okay i thought we were well i don't know do you do you want to add another thunderbird or or firebird so you got one of each so far right no just the thunderbird right just the thunderbird okay so right now it's just a thunderbird um So 170, you could yeah easily get a fire eagle. They're only 140. That would leave you 30 points for civilians. You'd get 1,200. The, the two sky stallions puts it at 180. Is that or uh, you go over if you add the two sky stallions? Hold on yeah, they're 90 points a piece. They're 90 piece. Yeah, if you add them, you're at 1,210. You're over by 10 points, and nothing you can drop because you don't have hands or anything like that. Right. That's all the, the heavy hitters we've talked about so far. Yep. You've got a, this is a very small elite unit, uh, you know, posse at this point. Kind of uh, reminds me of what he usually likes to play. Yeah. Yep. That's typically my thing. <clears throat> or you can fill in a bunch of hands. So that's something to consider with going with the Raven spirit. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't actually have, cloud runner right now so why don't we explore not having her okay Okay. so that gives us more points to play with kind of explore raven spirit so raven spirit's got a lot of flexibility now if i drop her you're back at 835 right and you have lots of different options on how to structure how this is where are we in his his theme slot wise in his theme slot-wise. Got Elkon in first. Well, I put Elkon in first, but you don't have to. You yeah, could put it in a, a Warrior Nation's hand. Um, uh, hands unit. But say he's in first. <clears throat> then in the second slot, there's a Hoda. And that's an end or hands unit. Then there's Banaba. And that's an end or spirit support unit, which means the spirit apparition. 
Uh, slot four has Taponi and or a spirit support unit. Then slot five right now has the great Thunderbird, but that could be up to two warrior nation hands units or support units. As is the six slot. The six slot is the same. Yes. Okay. So what if it looks like keep it everything the way that we had so far mm -hmm. and adding the, uh, so go ahead and in slot three, add the spirit support unit and add the apparition. Do you want me to add it there? Or do you want me to add, add it up by Raven spirit? Cause we dropped Raven spirits free one earlier. Um, Not free one, but the one that doesn't take up a slot. Right. And it's coming by itself. Cause I know you can bring them in their numbers, right? Uh, I don't know. I would have to look. They come in. Spirit apparition. One to three of them. So yes, the one that comes with him comes in by himself. Okay, so he just gets one bodyguard. Yep. Okay, so we'll add the one bodyguard and then a unit of two in the slot three. Slot three. And those are 45 apiece. Okay. You're at 970. You've got 230 points left to work with. Okay. Now, did you want to look at that uh, max size planes warrior unit to get the totemic rule? Uh, yeah. Uh, if go back to the um, theme. So I'll drop that in here. So you want to look at the theme for theme card again. Raven. Now, to bring them, we have to drop the Thunderbird to the sixth slot uh, because the sixth slot is faces or support. This fifth slot is the hands or supports. So you go planes walkers. What's the max size plane walkers unit? I think it was three. <clears throat> That's the minimum size. What's oh, the max? The max? Uh, planes warriors we're talking? Looks like it says uh, 15 for the warriors. 15. Holy cow. Ouch. Yeah. And the stalkers are 15 also. I mean, they're 25 points a piece. So. It just says Plains Warriors, so I guess you could take either of them. No, Plains Warriors would be the Plains Warriors. Okay. Right. That's so 20, 20 points off. But that's 300 points to take a full-sized unit. And do you need 15 hands? I don't even have them that many. Yeah, so let's uh, forget about that idea. Yeah, can that. Yep. Well, if All anybody's right. in the chat has a suggestion, um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, Benji did bring up a point that uh, no hands prevents op opponents from getting those uh, CPs, CPS. Okay. No hands prevents opponents getting those. I don't know what, C what CPS is. Yeah. Victory. I think he's talking about Victory points might be cards, maybe. Yeah, VPs. Uh, yeah, victory points is what he was talking okay. about. Because there are so many cards that target hands. Right. Still a lot of points left on you know to play with. Still two hundred and thirty points left to play with. You have slots for more support uh, or more faces. Okay, so why don't we throw in the. Uh, Two sky sounds. Okay. Do you only want two or do you want three? 
Well, let's see what Do it does. For three? One. Uh, no, don't have enough for three. You have 50 points left if we put in the two Sky Stallions. Uh, you still have space for uh, face units or strategic slot or, or uh, some hands. One or two hands. Uh, I think you have 15.1s are the cheapest ones. So you can get three of the cheapy guys, the uh, melee. Yeah, say the hunters. Hands. The hunters are 20. I think the melee are 15. Yeah, yeah. The, the blood something. I forget what they're called. Young bloods are 15. Young bloods. So you can get three young bloods. What's their speed? They have a quickness of six, which isn't horrible. Yeah, I don't think you have enough points for like a face uh, here. Nope. Kind of quickly looking through some of the faces. I mean, Raven's Eye is 100 points. If you right. want somebody that can shoot 18 inches with a refined gun. Uh, we could. You did mention White Buffalo. Or no. Wasn't white buffalo. It was. Was it white buffalo? Yeah, I have him. He's he's already painted. Though. He's a hundred points also. Uh, what other faces? Iron Tooth. You mentioned he's one seventy. He's he's well. He's legendary, so he's pricey. Now, now I, Brian, I think you mentioned you like the idea of the sky stones because it went with all the flyers, kind of the the sky theme. Mm-hmm. Right. So, uh, I think you, you are you are you oh wanting to keep them? No, we're 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 theory crafting. So I got I got a good suggestion in the chat. I think Tom would like this. I'm trying to find them in here though. Stone fist, grumpy bear. <laughs> there he is. I went right by him. He's uh, probably he expensive. Like- He's, he's 185. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you drop the sky stallions, you could bring him. There you go, Brian. Bring a big old raging bear who has three fortune. Oh, he's a boss. He doesn't have to be in the posse. No, yeah, that's true. A second. That's true. I mean, just bring in three more fortune, though. For himself, though. For I himself. Mean, but, yeah. but, the idea, you know, same thing, you know, with uh, Stone Fist, you'd have to bring him as a boss, but you have your your Sky Stallion boss then. <laughs> Look at him. He's just, he wants to tear into somebody. <laughs> I don't know. I, I kind of like the idea of Stone Fist. Stone Fist, do you think? He, he fits that, that Sky Stallion spot. Yeah, kind of would. Uh with yeah, the sky that, elite 160 yeah. um theme wise he would fit um i mean he's guy he's got a grid of seven his quickness is eight <clears throat> man he's got a fatal on that uh sucker on the song of the stone his ranged weapon yep blast portal weapon i kind of like this one brian do you got Stone Fist? Yeah, but he's got a layer of dust on him. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, what will you do? 
complained about the sky stallion having death on it. <laughs> He's literally sitting amongst the three sky stallions. Well, as you know what? Part of this too is to get you to use some of those models. You know, that's why as yeah, players we we do list building and and stuff and try different things and um we gotta get you out of the those infernals, man. <laughs> Can't be all vomit all the time. They won't be out of, but <laughs> oh wait, we have to bring bass reeves, right? I did. That was one of my ideas. Thinking of doing that. <laughs> well, I think we've kind of got one. If you go with Stone Fist here, a list. Um, Let me see what we got. When I it's got to be Warrior Nation, Posse, Stone Fist. I dropped them out. That's eleven thirty. There's seventy points left. Seventy now, points. Here's here's something. If you're gonna take Stone Fist, right? What if you dropped out those two? Uh, it'd be close. I think it'd still be over. Just the two uh, ghosts. Yeah, the two ghosts, and then you could bring the Sky Stallions in with him. Oh man! <laughs> now, now you've got your your little Sky Stallion posse. Oh my god! Together. What's uh, you can't do it though. The way the the posse is structured. You oh, for it. his? Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, not even but, if you take him with a generic one? Yeah, you have to take him with a generic one. Well, so, what's, Stone, what's Stone Fist's posse? He doesn't have his own posse. He has to take the generic one. Oh, he's a, he's a phase? No, he's a boss, but he does not have his own posse. He doesn't have a theme posse. Oh. Yeah. You know what his theme posse probably is? The Sky Stallions. Right. <laughs> <laughs> his first slot is probably bring a unit of Sky Stallions. <laughs> it probably. It probably is. All right. Let's see how, how long we've been gabbing. We're at just over an hour and a half. Um, so we'll go ahead and see if we can come up with something for Brian to work with. Yeah. This is the hard part when you're posse building is you get a theme. I mean, hard part. This is fun. Well, yeah, it's fun. And, and obviously we don't actually have to be like, Oh, we're hundred percent. This is what it's going to end no. up being. And uh, yeah, there's always the trial, you know, you build it, you try it and it's like, well, let's tweak this, you know? And that is fun. Um, it's, it's one of those, it's those, those scratching your head moments of, what could I do um, right. that a lot of people just love? And um, I will have to say, and Tom's manning it. Thank God for the posse builder right now. Oh, yeah. All, all right. right. Yeah. So let, let me throw this out there, Brian. If you drop all three of – if we drop the Sky Stallions and we drop all three of the apparitions, you could bring a third boss and bring Cloud Runner. And then bring what? Cloud Runner. Bring Cloud Runner as the third boss. Yeah. I, that that's pretty sweet too. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's just a thought. Then you'd have this would be all your all flight. You'd be flight based. You'd have Stone Fist as your sky war as your sky stallion 
representative. The only guy who would be grounded really would be um, Raven. Raven spirit. And he's a spooky ghost anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What are your thoughts, Brian? You see the steam coming out of his ears? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so many choices. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's one of the neat things about how these posses can, can work. And there, you know, some people don't, don't, you know, complain there's no flexibility. There's tons of flexibility. It's just whether or not you have access to all the different options that most possibility could could provide. And luckily I have a lot of those possibilities. Wow. But then I have some that fit in this, what we're doing that I don't have. So right. uh, I didn't even realize uh, Andrew just said in the chat, Raven spirit has flight. Also this entire posse would have flight except for stone fist who has sky leap sky leap. Oh yeah. He does have flight. Doesn't he? <laughs> so so <laughs> I missed that. So the, the entire thing would have flight, which would be interesting. Might not be effective, but it would be very interesting to you, try it out. You'd be getting around the board really fast. Yes. Some of these heavy hitters you got in here, once they do away with whatever, man, they could just move on to the next victim. Lickety split. You would only have eight models, though, <laughs> on the board. Well, so. we, we talked about, like, with the, you know, uh, some of these units being able to take a lot of, you know, units off the board quick. Yes. Um, so. And, and that's what I think you'd have to do. Because I, I mean, you're bringing three bosses. Yeah. yeah. The way this is constructed. And yeah, you're you're uh, you have a lot of units that are unique character killers. You know, they yep. want to go after those characters, and if you do that, you know, also you starve the opponent for, with fortune. Uh, that it gets tough for them to start getting those VPs. Um, that is something of having less units your opponent has a harder time scoring victory points off of cards. Right. Um, so, man, I don't want to play this. <laughs> um, I'm doing a count right now. 10, 12, uh, hold on a second. Four, six, nine, 12, Another four. You'd be bringing 16 fortune with this posse. <laughs> now, it's not all shareable. It's not all, all largesse. But you'd be bringing 16 fortune. Yeah. That right there is a lot of flexibility in just what you want to do. So, okay, so here, here's the question. So truthfully... There's no way any one posse is going to be able to benefit from their theme per se. Right. Is there a way to spread out the faces to the three bosses? Maybe. I do you know what? I don't think there is because they all require that generic posse 
requires faces, not faces, uh, hands for that first slot. Okay. So the, it's best to, to, to put them as many in um, Raven Spirit. But right. don't need to take Alcon. No, you don't have to take him. He can be a boss on his own. Yep, I'll be right back. But then do you have to, let me open Raven's uh, theme. So if you get rid of Alcon, um, it's or a Warrior Nation hands unit. So then you're looking at the hands unit in, in place of Alcon under Raven. Oh, okay. So it's, it's that first slot is Alcon. Yeah. Or hands. Or a hands. Oh, okay. Never mind. And then we haven't even, um, you know, Tom's talking about the fortune. We haven't even considered uh, your totemic characters in this. And like, if you took the large totems, getting fortune from them. Right. (laughs) Oh, boy. I think um, I like what you got. Uh, And like we've mentioned, it's one of those things that, you know, we put it on paper, kind of look at it a little bit, think about how they interact with each other, uh, how they could get stuff done on the board when it comes to accomplishing scenarios. Um, like Tom said, this isn't a very elite posse. And I think uh, what we, sh- we what we could do after this live stream is uh, – we can have Tom post it up and maybe people that are watching or that watch this later that don't catch it um, can comment, maybe make some more suggestions and uh, you could tweak it a little bit if we want. Uh, I mean, that'll help, I think, finalize what you still have to get or what you need to kind of group together to see what you have uh, to go ahead. And once like me and Tom, go through our build process we're going to do some just some project hobby streaming of us working on the projects you know building them painting them um and stuff like that so yeah i think you guys that are watching or listening right now uh you you know feel free to later if you think of something make a suggestion for us and uh if you guys miss this and just can't sit down and watch uh the video Uh, I'm going to go ahead and convert this to audio and put it in our, our typical podcast stream places that we have. Um, So you guys can listen to it on a commute or if you're working on hobby stuff, you know, you can just put it on in the background. Um, But yeah, I I think uh, why don't we start with that, Brian, you, you, you good with going with that and seeing what you can put together. So where did we, where did Uh, we end up? I think he's going to go with uh, pretty much how you have it built right now with uh, the very elite posse. And then so Raven spirit, Alcon and the girls, great Thunderbird mm-hmm. stone fist and cloud runner. I think so. All right. Yep. That's, ele- that's 1190. And I mean, if you really want to, how much are booby traps? <laughs> I think they're 20. Ah, I want to not sure offhand. It, it, but I think it, it, would, it would bust you. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. <laughs> um, 
I suggested after we we get off the stream, Tom, if maybe if you want to post something that has Brian's list and then people can comment uh, in the coming days on it or even in the live stream if they want to comment and Brian can tweak it a little bit and, uh, you know, if he wants to swap something out. Maybe, right. Maybe he wants to, maybe he really well, wants I mean, those civilians. Just like anything else, I mean, the chat doesn't have to end with, the ending of the uh of the, no the, no yeah i mean it's a good way for the community to keep the, you know the conversation going and you know uh making it a community project really which is what one of our goals with this was well, um when when i hit the uh 16 count on fortune uh andrew pointed out yes if i counted the totems yeah like, i said nope. we haven't even thought of that nope. yet so <laughs> Yeah, the booby traps are 10. Dang it. They're 10 or they're 20? They're 20. The okay. civilians are 10. So okay. you could take the, the the rather round guy holding the money bags, or even better yet, the the nice looking lady chugging a, a bottle of whiskey. Nice. Or fire water. <laughs> Sarsaparilla. Come on. Um, all right. So uh all right. Sounds like we got a plan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this sounds like it would be something really scary to go against because it's going to hit like a Mack truck. Yeah. Oh yeah. But there's just not very many guys in it. No, but I think as hard as they hit and as quick as they can get around the board, they'll even it out really quick. Yeah. And you know, uh, handicap opponents, either whether it's faces, hands, or you know, what I think will happen is, their bosses yeah you, know, you, and just, fortune you, just them. you just pick something out and say you're not going to have that this game yeah <laughs> that's that's it um yeah that that's gonna be a little scary i don't want to fight it <laughs> no i don't either i don't know. you know benji suggested enough he i like i said he's he's first up <laughs> yep i think so i think so well, Get ready, Benji. Yep, yep. All right, guys. Uh, yeah, like I said, uh, we're going to post this up uh, in case you miss it and you can't watch it. Feel free to make any kind of suggestions, comments. We'll keep, you know, let's keep the conversation going, whether it's on this video, on Facebook. Um, I'll go ahead and share this in the Dark Council and keep an eye open for uh, the audio version of this part two, Posse Bonanza with... Uh, us helping Brian put together a warrior nation posse. Um, thank you, you guys for watching a uh, real quick shout out Tom to the posse builder, right? Oh, absolutely. They made tonight possible. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, so if you guys can check it out, I, I do think he's, you know, taken, you can support him by uh, I think it's get Zooks, right? Is, yeah, is Dad Zooks is hosting uh, okay. Dad gaming. Uh, uh, if so, you yeah. don't have an FLGS to get your stuff at, check out Gad Zooks. Uh, there's always a little, uh, there's a small discount uh, on there that generally kind of covers your shipping. Um, but uh, oh, and also uh, buy more than one thing, and free shipping, more right? makes up for the five or six dollar. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Shipping card charge because the second oh. items our uh, second, third, anything is all just added to that first shipping charge. So 
uh, buy multiple stuffs and, you know, save money that yep. way. But they're, they're, they're supporting uh, us as a community. So if you do not have an FLGS, uh, think about supporting them as well. Yep. All right. And just to wrap up the show, uh, you can find us at all our web places. Uh, the podcast is in a couple places. We have it on Podbean. Uh, it's on Google Podcast, I think it's called now. They keep changing their name. Uh, <laughs> iTunes. We are on Stitcher. And I think we're on Amazon Music. I, oh, I'm, my God. Where are you getting I'm not everywhere. positive. I know. I'm, I'm spreading the tendrils out there um (laughs) you guys can follow us on facebook at our facebook page the black cliff saloon podcast uh we're also on twitter instagram uh tom's always hitting discord so if you guys are in discord look for us there um and uh you can find videos on youtube for us we have some unboxings we actually have our first project that's similar to this (laughs) where we helped uh do a little walkthrough of painting with Tom. Um, I just spectated, but uh, th- with this new project, we're all going to do something eventually. So we're all in. We're all in. And of course, feel free to email us with any comments, questions, uh, praise. Hey, good job, guys. We like that. It keeps us going at uh, the Black Hoof Saloon gmail.com. But I think that's about it, guys. Um, I'm going to say, take it easy. This is Eric saying to ride with the sun at your back and always roll those big crits. You guys want to say goodbye and we can go ahead and end this very long live stream. <laughs> yep. Everybody have a good night on this strange Monday recording night because I was too tired last night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to see you guys. Um, and we'll see you next time. And yeehaw! <laughs> All right, cut it. Okay, almost, almost. Thanks for stopping by the Black Hoof Saloon, y'all. We hope you enjoyed your visit. Feel free to get a hold of us with comments or questions via the interwebs and shoot us a telegraph at blackhoofsaloon at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Music for the podcast was provided for use by Ross Bugden and can be found at one of his YouTube channels, Ross Bugden Music or Ross Bugden Composer. Until your next visit, ride with the sun at your back and always roll those big crits. Stop stream. Uh.
oh, I had to get out of the way. I kept seeing my freaking corner of my head. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know what I just realized though? I could just put your thumb over your uh, camera and the uh, background will stay there. 